I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Empire. Triple play fantasies basketball show with Doc, Coach, and Brass Dadamas starts now. This is the Triple Play Fantasy Basketball Show, proud member of the Empire Media family. I'm your host, Coach Jay Lewis, fresh off coaching and winning our middle school track and field meet this morning. Oh, it helps when you have a seventh grader running a five minute and 23 second mile. This kid won the 1600, the 800, the 400, everything I put him in, the long jump. He's just a do it all. So shout out, Mr. Wheeler. Here from middle school, we won both boys and girls. So I'm proud coach today. I'm, I'm feeling it. We are a little lighter than usual, missing our guys, Brash Adamas and Coach Kevin Coleman. But I am again joined by my ace, E. Mindy, and our honorable guest, in which I will let E do the honors. But first, the hype, the commissioner, the voice, and maybe the hardest working member of the Triple Play family, Eric, the Dr. Mendelson. What's up, buddy? You know, I was doing better until you said that a 15 year old could run a five minute mile. And that just made me feel really bad about myself. I can never do that. Yeah, he's not even 15. He's like 12. He might not oh. even he might not even have underarm hair. Oh gosh. <laughs> an advantage. I do want to intro our guest on a fellow Marin a fellow Marylander. I can't speak right now. A podcast host and writer for Take It to the Hizzy. The man who takes pictures in front of the Washington Monument. We got our guy, part of the 1.01, if you know, you know, and that's Justin Bruni. What's going on, my man? Hey, not a whole lot. Really appreciate that awesome intro. Yeah, take, take it to the hizzy. Uh, stop by with us any uh, Wednesday night, talking basketball. You got to take a picture in front of the monument. Come on, man. Kind of have to. Kind of have to. I mean, it's, a I, mu- it's a must do. But what are you going to do after you take the picture? Are you going to edit it or you know, make it black and white and then make it your profile picture and just never change it? Oh, that's, mm-hmm. that's me. That's, that's me. your identity. That's your identity. If something, if you do change it now, I'll know you're having like a midlife crisis. That's probably true. That's probably true. What's happening with Justin? <laughs> In today's show, we speak on subjects such as the terrible tragedy of Terrence Clark, the recent sprained ankles of Trey Young of the Hawks and Porzingis of the Mavs. AD is back, baby. CP3 could have been in Philly, but just said no thank you. The Knicks and the Wizards are playing the best basketball in the NBA. Yes, I said that's not a typo. The New York Knicks and the Washington Wizards are streaking like Will Ferrell in old school. We're also going to talk, as always, our performances of the week, fantasy free agent pickups. It's fantasy playoffs. Final four next week for most of us lucky players out there. In this week's segment of Who You Got, we feature Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. But first, a little news and notes. A bit of a shocking, sad start here. We lost NBA hopeful Terrence Clark as he died in a tragic solo car accident. Thoughts from NBA, anybody that wants to chime in before I do? It's just a shame that, you know, you think about him as the basketball player, but he's 19 years old. He had his entire life ahead of him. And, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate because, you know, you see this not only with him but with other athletes – and it just it's very saddening that, you know, they're not going to be able to showcase. I mean, this is a guy that obviously went to Kentucky, put a lot of time and effort into his craft, and he's not going to have the opportunity to perform at the biggest stage. And he probably would have been drafted. Um, so just, you know, awful news, um, prayers for his family, for his loved ones. And hopefully we don't see many more, you know, cases like this. 
Yeah, it's absolutely terrible. I mean, uh, real, realistically, at the end of the day, it's just a story about a young kid, you know, losing his life, you know, take basketball out of the equation, uh, really just makes you, you know, appreciate, you know, your own life. I have a 19 year old brother or 18 year old brother, I should say. Um, so I didn't, you know, you know, text him and say, Hey, bro, I love you or anything like that. But I did reach out to him and, you know, just say, Hey, what are you doing Monday? You want to come on my show or whatever? You know, so it really makes you, you know, sit back and think and uh, really appreciate the good things that you have. And guys, wear your seatbelts. Um, it's it's you know, common sense, but it's not so common, right? Yeah, and that's a, that's a big note. And um, just a little background, 19-year-old, Boston native. Uh, he, he was touted as the, the top freshman in the country at the time. And I've been, been watching uh, videos as he's been going to the top elite camp since that time. And, I mean, just a charismatic, uh, energetic kid. Um, going in the past year, uh, he's top-tier player, played with Team USA for years now. Um, he was consistent top-10 pick coming into the year. Um, and and he was top three in his class. He had a rough freshman year, had to do with an ankle injury that he was it was bothering him all year, as well as B.J. Boston, um, who was behind Terrence in this, uh, in this vehicle crash. Uh, they both signed to Clutch Sports. And they were preparing for the draft. They were, they were you know, projected as, as late first-round picks. Uh, but I think that the, the, both of those kids um, are going to have a, a really um, stout career. Uh, I, I just lost a, a good friend, one of my groomsmen's brother. He was uh, in this winter. He was a passenger in a car accident. And I, I can't emphasize the importance of wearing uh, the seatbelt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lives are, are so short. You got to be thankful every single day that we that we wake up and, we, and we're healthy and we have them. So, you know, rest in peace. My brother, Jonathan Charkis and Terrence family is uh, Terrence Clark, his family. Uh, he was going way too early. Uh, he would have been still in the pick in, in the draft for basketball. But no, this I mean, we're missing a great kid. He was a wonderful kid. He had a great head on his shoulders. He was asking the questions. He's willing to listen. He was willing to work hard. He, he built rapport with uh, players like Tatum and, and LeBron James and so many NBA players. We're looking out for this kid. And it's just a sad, sad story. But we do have to mention that um, as we move on uh, concerning injuries, recent injuries, we we talk about Trey Young, Chris Stapps, mm-hmm. Porzingis, both spraining their ankles. Um Doc, we're going to start with you, but let's not talk about your fantasy implications in this answer. <laughs> um, this is a real life. It, what are you more concerned about, uh, Porzingis, the unicorn, or Trey Young? I'm more concerned about Trey Young, and it, I feel like as a basketball player, and, and you guys chime in real quick, is there nothing worse? Like, obviously, a torn ACL is more tragic, but like sprained ankles have to be the most nagging, annoying injury that you see happen mm-hmm. all the time, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, especially in like basketball, because in, in football you see that hamstring, and yeah. hamstring would just go weeks and weeks. Mm-hmm. Julio Jones and whoever else, or like uh, turf toe, but like the, the ankle in basketball game, happens the, all the, the time. The ankle in basketball, I'm worried more for the Hawks because they they have a two game uh, lead over the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think with Miami kind of creeping up, and that was a big dub that the Hawks had over the Heat yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I think. Trey Young is the engine to that offense. They have really tailored it around him. Uh, so that's a little bit more concerning. Uh, Luka is, is the Mavs offense. And, uh, you know, I think Porzingis is a nice compliment, but um, he's not, he's clearly the second option, maybe third if Tim Hardaway. Yeah, I said Tim Hardaway. Stop it. Not. Stop it, I'm a, Eric. I'm, I'm a Tim Hardaway Stop fan, okay? I'm a Tim All Hardaway right, we, we like Tim Hardaway, but he's not the second option on that team. Sometimes. <laughs> well, Trey Young is the identity of the Atlanta Hawks, you know, leading in points, assists. He's distributing the ball all the time. So I feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, they're the bigger losers of the two here. Uh, and the guys that they're going to have fill, fill in, we're looking at like Brandon Goodwin, Lou Williams. Like, what are you really going to expect from those guys? And I feel like they can make – Dallas, that is, can make up – uh, Porzingis's production a little bit easier with you know guys like Maxi Kleber, Willie Cauley Stein, um, Dorian Finney-Smith sometimes gets some playing time at the power forward, so maybe a little bit more for, or a few more minutes for him. So I feel like they're um, not as or they're in a better situation to supplement you know Porzingis' production rather than Atlanta. Finney-Smith is a, a sneaky no stats good player. Got Correct. It. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a winning player. He's better than if you look at the box. If you look at a box score, mm-hmm. you think that that guy sucks. I would um, like him in uh, points-based fantasy, not necessarily categories, because sometimes the categories are just far too inconsistent. But he yeah. does enough work overall to kind of drive those points numbers, I feel. Absolutely. Um, uh, for me, I'm going to I'm gonna disagree. I think it's KP mm-hmm. just because of his injury concerns his entire career. Um, 
it appears also a side note, it appears that there's a little tension between Luca and Porzingis. They got body language is off on the court. That's something to keep an eye on going forward. Uh, the Mavs with Porzingis are very different, uh, dangerous. They're, they're a different team without uh, Porzingis. And he's actually having a sneaky good season when he plays. Yes, Luca's going to be Luca. He's always going to carry the load. Uh, but for them to be dangerous in the playoffs, they're going to need uh, Porzingis rolling. I'm not wor- worried as much on Trey coming back before the playoffs. He's a gamer. I think he'll be fine. He's been pretty um, good with his durability for his career. So that's why I'm more concerned based on that, the injury history. And we can't keep Porzingis on the court and the Mavs don't stand a chance without uh, Porzingis in the playoffs. We're talking about, I mean, yeah, maybe Atlanta can squeeze out a a first round win, but you know, their win was to get into the playoffs this year and he'll be, he'll be, he'll be ready to go come playoff time. So they asked these injuries aren't as bad as we saw Murray tearing his ACL and, who knows when Donovan will come back? Because I mean, uh, that was my, my my concern with Trey Young is that did you see how much pain he was in? It mm-hmm. seems like it's going to stress him out a lot, and he's already going to lose those hair plugs he has at 22 years old. <laughs> it looked pretty. It looked more serious. I'll give you that. He he definitely sold it. He could get an Oscar, honestly. Like I don't know if he was acting, but he looked hurt like yeah. that. Well, I think Dallas is going to have an uphill battle to start the playoffs, regardless, just based off of their uh, seating and their ranking. That the Atlanta Hawks need Trey Young. They're looking at the New York Knicks, who are on fire right now, who are ready, to, who are ready for playoff basketball today. If they don't have Trey Young in the first round, they're not making it out up against the Knicks, in my opinion. Yeah, and it was, we'll see what Tibbs got defensively as far as a scheme for for Trey. Um, he he is a hundred percent of that offense. Uh, he needs the ball in his hands all the time for them to be <laughs> successful. So I, we'll see what type of uh, game plan that these playoff coaches will. We'll, we'll put together then, and I, I have to agree with you, Justin. I think that you, you definitely take the Knicks as the favorites in that matchup. Mm-hmm. Speaking of favorites, once upon a time, this team was the favorites by far to win the NBA championship. Anthony Davis is back. How does this help the state of the Los Angeles Lakers? I'm excited. I'm a LeBron guy. Well, really quick, the Lakers are number two right now for odds to win the NBA championship. They are number one still in the West at plus 180 without any of these players, and they're a fifth seed. So the books have not corrected. Yeah, well, I I think that's with – they think that LeBron James will come back. He's been in the finals nine of the last ten years. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, my money's on them to at least make it as well. I mean, yes, the Nets are scary, but I can see why um, Vegas is still having the Lakers get, their, get themselves together. And, A.D., mm-hmm. we got 10, 14 games for him to get his legs underneath them, get his confidence mm-hmm. rolling. What does this mean for the Lakers, Eric? Yeah, I think the thing that you really want to see from Anthony Davis, not necessarily the stats because you know he can play, but just his conditioning. Is he going to be able to play you know, 30 minutes consistently? They'll probably hold him out of back-to-backs for the rest of the regular season. I know there's only about 10 to 12 games left, but you really want to see his conditioning because especially if they are a four or five seed, you don't have a cakewalk first round. And they're probably going to – you know, I, I don't want to take anything away from LeBron. You know, they didn't have to play the Lakers or they didn't have to play the Clippers last year. Uh, they didn't have to pay play the Bucks coming out of the East. They're going to have a more difficult uh, run in the playoffs. So I think you just want to see Anthony Davis stay healthy and be able to show that he can play 30 minutes and have no setbacks. Yeah, absolutely. What do you, what do you guys think about his expectations today? He came back in their last game, played about 17 minutes, four points, four rebounds. They lost to Dallas. But I do like them to win today. I'm hoping for more minutes uh, out of Davis. What, what do you guys think? He he shot one for ten. It was clear rust. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he said he felt he felt good. I like mm-hmm. that tidbit. I think that mm-hmm. he'll stay around. He'll stay under twenty minutes today, mm-hmm. and he'll start ramping up next week. And I really need that as far as for fantasy because wow. I traded James Harden for him earlier this year, and wow. Uh, wow. and it was a it was a three part trade. I got I got mm-hmm. Rozier. I got mm-hmm. R.J. Barrett out the deal, and I, I, okay. I, sent, a, I sent away Batum and Berton. So I, I won that part of it, but it's yeah. it, it actually could actually win me the whole thing if it all works mm-hmm. out. So I'm hoping that he plays. The, the thing about Anthony Davis, too, I think he's going to have to adjust his game because now they have Andre mm-hmm. Drummond, and he played mm-hmm. 31 minutes yesterday, and Andre Drummond, in Brad's opinion, is the best rebounder of all time. So mm-hmm. – Anthony Davis. Yeah, so, goes, yeah, it's one of the worst takes we've had An- here. On <laughs> An- Anthony, 
Anthony Davis goes from the stretch five to probably play in the four where mm-hmm. he's they're going to have him a little bit more mm-hmm. on the perimeter uh, right. so that they don't have a log jam in the paint. And mm-hmm. he's probably going to be taking more outside shots than he was before. So I think that one for 10, it's going to be interesting to see his shooting percentage going forward and especially where he's taking shots on the court. I was going to say that's interesting. The one for 10, I didn't, I didn't know that, but they only lost by five to Dallas with him going one for 10 in only 17 minutes. So I'm hyping up the Lakers today. I'm take I took them at plus two and a half today. Oh, maybe I'll have to place that bet too. <laughs> Dallas, oh. Dallas, like we alluded to hurting, missing Porzingis. We're not sure what we're going to get out of a uh, Kleber yeah. or Pauly Stein just yet. Yeah, for sure. And for me, I, I, I kind of want to, we haven't seen Anthony Davis as the, as the one guy for the Lakers. So hopefully maybe mm-hmm. In these five games without LeBron, uh, he can really take a step up there because he's mm-hmm. the best number two guy in the league, if you ask me. Um, but we haven't seen him kind of like minutes without LeBron James last year. The Lakers did not do great or mm-hmm. exceptional. And so let's see him maybe take a step up. Also, we want to see what he looks like with Andre Drummond. We want to see how that fit works. Can they play mm-hmm. together? Obviously, that's probably not the best lineup down the stretch in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. But we want to see what they look like together, and that could be a defensive force. Yeah, I think the Lakers are in a good spot coming into the playoffs too. Right now, if things ended the way uh, the standings are aligned, they would take on Denver in the first round. That's a friendly matchup right now. They're hurting. Uh, we saw Will Barton go down. We've already seen Jamal Murray go down. Uh, so, so they're bleeding out talent right now. So I think that would be a very good spot for the Lakers if you know things can you know fall as, as they are right now into the playoffs. They want that. Yeah, they want that, and then they want the the Utah matchup and the one. Or they they're not scared mm-hmm. of Phoenix either. They're trying to avoid mm-hmm. the Clippers until the Western Conference Finals. That's still to me still the the team that is the biggest threat to them just because of yep. matchups and mm-hmm. all that's concerned. But if they lose today against the Mavericks, I mean, I don't know what it is. I think it's like they'll be like a point five away from six. So like it could it can. It can fall real quick if they, especially if they lose to Dallas, who's already in the sixth seed today. Mm-hmm. So let's go Lakers today. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Dallas has one more game to play too, I believe as well. So they're a game behind and a game to play. That's that's not a good position. So let's go Lakers. <laughs> let's go, <laughs> Eric. Did you hear that? Let's go, LeBron. Yeah. Boo! I didn't. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. LeBron's no, not playing today. <laughs> no, I know he. We Eric's not a big fan of LeBron. Um, so we're gonna move on. With LeBron's guy, Banana Boat brother, and that's the Athletic reported that Chris Paul turned down a trade offer that would have sent him to Philly. Justin, what's your take on this? Where does that come from? I, I saw a per the Athletic. athletic. I, I, didn't, mean, yeah. I didn't read. The, I didn't read any articles, but I was just like, who was making that trade and who and what was the offer? Like, what were the what were they what were they going to give him? You know, like Furkan Cormats and up some picks. Like, what are they gonna like? What are they gonna offer Tobias Harris? Like, uh, maybe I don't you have, you have, at the time. You but. have to offer Tobias Harris or Ben. Simmons. I think it was gonna be one of those two guys. I think they would have tried anyway. There's no way they could have had all the all four with those salary cap. They would have gone over. And the other but, thing, but the cap is, doesn't exist, right? Is, is <laughs> just who takes point? Like, you have a guy in Ben Simmons who actually is averaging more assists per game than Chris Paul. You're gonna take the ball out of his hands. I, I, I just don't understand how that would work. Like what, what the lineup management would be there. You know, who's starting at point. Are you going to like throw Ben Simmons at the three or something like that and get funky with it? They're keeping Steph at the, or Seth at the two. I, I just don't know. I, I, I was very surprised to see that on the lineup. Um, I wouldn't have loved it. I, it, it wouldn't have been an endearing trade for me. That's actually probably like Justin, That's I think nice for take. all those reasons you just said is probably why Chris Paul didn't want to go there. Like right? Chris Paul, even at 36 years old is still an alpha and I think mm-hmm. if he knew if he went to Phoenix, like Devin Booker is probably the one A option, but he's I getting think, the credit though, you know, like yeah, Chris, Philly, Chris, your I mean, third yeah. fiddle. Yeah, and, that's what I'm saying. Like Phoenix has the turnaround this season where they're second in the West and they're leading the Pacific Division. Mm-hmm. And you're like they have the same roster as they did last year, but they have Chris Paul. Yeah, I was and, gonna I was gonna say big, big difference. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he knew if he goes to Philly, he's third fiddle. Uh there's probably more pressure on him to go to the finals. And with Phoenix, it's kind of like he's playing with house money. He's running the show. He gets to be with the young core of DeAndre Ayton and Booker. So I can see why he did it. Um, just kind of surprising because you think Philly, him on that team, gives him a better chance to win a ring. Yeah, you, and you got to think about that. I think it was best for, for both Chris and best for Philly as well. I mean, they're both you know now, I guess, title contenders, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. They're both top two seeds in their conference. But it is interesting to think about um, – Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, they, they kind of rub certain players the wrong way when they're playing against each other. And mm-hmm. you saw LeBron James pass on the Philly, which 
would have if if he went there instead of Los Angeles that first year, it would have definitely put them in a title contention. That would have been the that was the best team he could have gone to when he was a free agent. So you see LeBron James choosing to go to LA just to go away, do his own thing. You see Chris Paul now doing the same thing. So um, I, I think that's something to think about. I mean, I, I think if you have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons on your team, you're super, super happy, and those guys are your ride or die. But some of these players in the NBA, that they're not liking how they carry themselves, and they're very mm-hmm. confident. They're arrogant. They they rub people the wrong way. They're really great defensive players. They're physical. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it entertaining, and I can't wait yeah. to if the showdown happens between them and the Nets. I, we need to see that. That's must-see TV. Yeah, I was going to say, that's fantastic because that's the type of NBA I want. None of this best yes. friends BS, you know, like we're all yeah. friends here, you know, like get this out of here. Yeah. Where's the bring back the beef NBA. Mm-hmm. Pistons and Pistons and play, uh, Pacers are playing today. Maybe another malice at the palace. Oh yeah. 17 <laughs> years later. Yeah, we wish. That was awesome yeah. though. Back in the back in the day, I remember like waking up like Sports Center that morning. I was like, let's, yeah. let's go, let's go. What, what are they doing out there, man? This is this is a hockey game now. Let's go, Ben Wallace. Yeah, yeah. these days it's gonna be one versus one. It's gonna be Isaiah Stewart versus Dama Sabonis because it's the only two play- <laughs> tough players on both teams. Not o- O'Shea Brissett. Yeah. Oh man. Who is I thought I take pride in knowing everyone in the NBA. Who is who are you? I've had to Google from? more names this week than I ever have in fantasy basketball. Who is he? Where does he come from? I would, we need to know that. It's that type of year. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially this last week and a half. Like, uh, I don't know who you are. I'm going to look you up. All right, cool. The yeah. numbers are there. Come aboard. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you, you take a look at the OKC box score, and you're like, what is, who, is this is this <laughs> basketball anymore? Is this, is this the OKC baseball team? I didn't know they had one. Uh, Speaking of fantasy, fantasy ads coming up for week 18 action. It's playoffs, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Most people are in the corner finals or fi- uh, wrapping them up right now. It's final fours next week. Um, if you uh, have top tier uh, plans, mm-hmm. how are we looking? And uh, who are the players that might decide a win or loss when it comes down to four teams? We talk to, we're taking a look at the top available players. We're going to start with Eric on this one. So I think you want to look at Landry Shamit. He's owned in 11.3% of the ESPN leagues. He's played uh, 30 minutes, five out of the last six games, put up 17, 20, 30, 18, 10. Uh, you figure Kevin Durant and James Harden, they're going to be rested for the actual NBA playoffs. So mm-hmm. the, the Nets had an eight-man rotation the other day. And I forgot it was it was like Kyrie, it was uh, Bruce Bowen, um, uh, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, mm-hmm. Landry Shamit. So they're very thin on guards as well. Did you call Bru- Bru- Bruce Brown? <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown. <laughs> Bruce Brown. Oh, He's got man. that stroke though. I, I can see the. I can yeah. see the comparison. I, yeah. I, 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 as soon as I said, I was like, "Wait, that's a mess up." But uh, yeah, I think he. And we talked about the last week. At this point, you're not necessarily looking at the names, but you're looking at the minutes mm-hmm. and people that are trending yep. to get yep. more playing time and. Uh, he's somebody that I think will do well. He doesn't provide much in any other categories. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. get you some assists or a steal here and there, but definitely in that points and that shooting percentage will help out. Get the hot shooters when they're hot. It's been, a, it's been the MO of all season. Um, they come mm-hmm. and go in ways, and, and it's confidence. It's basketball. Um, Justin, who you got? Who you looking at? I got, I got Reggie Bullock of the New York oh, Knicks. Got mine. Yep. Ah, sniped. Gotcha. All right. So the last, uh, I'll say four games here, 18, 16, 15, 11 points, uh, assists, four, four, one, one, and kind of, kind of up and down there and a fair amount of rebounds, three, four, four, and five, his last uh, five games, but the minutes are there. That volume is available 40, 38, 37, and 41 minutes in his last four games. I absolutely love it. I took a prop on him today, uh, total points, rebounds, and assists. Over 18 and a half. He's at 13 right now, just at halftime. So let's cash that ticket. Let's take home some Reggie Bullock this week. Only 22% owned in uh, Yahoo leagues. Wait, what, wait, wait, where's that? Where's that site? That's a juicy prop. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've hit a few on him actually this year. Wait, I grabbed what site him. Is this? Uh, that one that I did was on Jazz Sports, but I believe Bet Online also had 18 and a half. Just check FanDuel, see what see what they're running. Well, we're in Maryland, so FanDuel's not going to work. Uh, yeah, JazzSports.com uh, <laughs> or Bet Online AG. I use I use both of those. All right, well, yeah, and we'll put and up a, some free ads on there. And to put yep, those yes, numbers sir. together, that's uh, 16, 4, 3, 1 steal, and five threes per mm-hmm. game the last week. Um, 
I took note of 37 minutes a game the last four as well. Um, at least 37, I should say. Uh, mm-hmm. Tibbs loves to play his guys. Oh, we yeah. all know that. <laughs> and he plays them heavy. They played a long time. So so give me Reggie Bullock. Uh, that was my guy. And I, I've been, this is my guy three weeks in a row. Tail mm-hmm. Melodon, point guard OKC. He okay. gets you assists. He gets you rebounds. He had 20 and eight assists last game. Uh, he's playing like 30 minutes a game. It, it looks like Shea Gilgis Alexander is out for the year. And this kid is not uh, providing winning basketball, but he's mm-hmm. providing stats. And that's what OKC wants. They don't want to win. So I, I love me some Lou Dort, but they they sit him every other game, even though he goes off for 40 with a, a mm-hmm. hip flexor injury. The, the Yahoo report said rest, comma, Cade Cunningham on Yahoo when you're looking at uh, the injury report. I lied mm-hmm. to you not. I had to screenshot it. I thought that was hilarious that uh, some troll can write that and no one corrects it. But it says hip, comma, rest, comma, Cade Cunningham as the injury report. That just shows why you don't ever use Yahoo. Yeah. Tanking. Oh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm Yahoo is number one. I'm ready to I'm not going to lie. I, I haven't had the best experience this year. I love me Yahoo. I will. Have, well, I guess we'll we'll debate who has got the best mm. uh, uh, fantasy system later on, Eric. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm pro Yahoo. I think you're pro ESPN, right? Mm-hmm. Since we're commissioners of of teams and and, that's, and that's for, right. for different apps, we're giving all all types of free. Yeah, ads no, today. Get, get, yeah, Brad, Brad would be like, no free ads, no free yeah, ads. Get, no, no, get to our <laughs> plug. Let's go to the next part. Let's skip right. over. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> let's give it an appropriate plug. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So uh, a little plug talk from us. Uh, wherever you can find your podcast, go follow the Triple Play Fantasy Franchise. We got all things hoops, gridiron, and diamond covered. If you're not keeping up, you might get past like Brad Beal as the NBA's leading scorer <clears throat> called it. Triple Play is giving you the heat like shoeless Mike Miller game five of the 2012 NBA Finals. If you're enjoying the content, how about dishing out assists like Bob Cousy used to do to Bill Russell in the Celtics championship heyday by giving us a five-star rating and review. Check us out on Twitter and IG at Trip Play Fantasy. Eric and Brad run our social media and provide daily questions. Our weekly episode drops as well as spot interviews. Got to check out former 49ers and Eagles quarterback Jeff Garcia's interview from the past week as he gives us gold on a play-by-play through his Great grind and NFL career. Just want to say thanks to the entire Triple Play Fantasy family for your listens each and every week. And now it's time for a little NBA catch-up week 18 edition, starting with our impressive performance of the week. Who needs some love and props from this past week? Let's start with Justin. Oh, man, I feel like I'm cheating on this one. (laughs) Give me the first nod here. Um, kind of a kind of a peep to the the conversation the back end of the show. Chris Paul Paul versus uh, Russell Westbrook. I got to go Westbrook, man. He is second in the league across the past week, across the past seven days in rebounds. He is first in assists. Like the dude is just a machine right now. And obviously he's put the the team back into playoff contention. They're going to be in a very strong position to make a run in the in the play in process here for the NBA. So I got to give the nod to Russ. Absolutely. He grabbed 20 against the, the Dubs this week, and uh, we'll this talk more on him. Yeah, he, He's actually gotten our impressive performance of the week. He might have gotten a nod like four of the last five weeks. Eric, who, who's your guy this week? Uh, oh, wow. I'm really glad Brad skipped this episode because Brad, <laughs> Brad, Brad would be letting us know that he was right. Um, I'm going Kyrie Irving. That's another reason I wish Brad wasn't on this show right now. Or I'm glad wow. he's not. So the the Nets only went two and two, but you talk about two mm-hmm. injuries to their major stars. Kyrie's had a couple injuries of his own, um, but they had a tough schedule. I mean, four games mm-hmm. in a week at Miami, at the Pelicans, at the Raptors, and then uh, sealing with a dub yesterday versus the Celtics. Mm-hmm. He went 15-11, uh, nine rebounds, four steals. He's been a menace on the on the defensive floor, uh, mm-hmm. front too. And 
you know, they actually, the uh, Nets now have the Atlantic Division lead over the 76ers by half a game uh, as mm-hmm. of recording this Saturday. So, shout out Kyrie. I don't always hate on you. You're a great player. Wow. What is into you today? Is hey, it, man, do you no, do no, this no. just because Brad's not here? Ah, uh, maybe. <laughs> that is that is amazing. All right, so my guy is uh somebody I was featured on who you got last week, and that's John Morant. John Morant had 33, 13, mm-hmm. and 5 in a win against the Blazers on Damian Lillard. 11 of 17 shooting, which is high efficiency. He gave us 36, 8, and 12 in a dazzling performance earlier the week. First, the Nuggets in a, a double OT loss in which – uh, the Joker had 47, 15, and 8 in that game. So I guess I kind of doubled, double dipped right there on 20 of 31 shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he locked up the MVP race, in my opinion. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, a contest uh, based on him not missing a single game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, John Morant, man, his ceiling is so high. And, and when he has games like this and when he had game, I think he had like 44 in the season opener, maybe 41. He's, when he has these performances, it just opens your eyes and says, oh, this is just such a – spectacular young talent so we wish him the best as far as injuries are concerned because he plays so explosive you kind of kind of you kind of worry like how long is this going to last but we're going to move on to how long is this going to last with the (laughs) new york knicks winners of eight in a row and going for nine as we're podcasting right now they're playing the toronto raptors are you believing in the julius randall led knicks let's go doc on this one yeah, and I don't know if you remember a couple weeks ago, I said, because we were talking about a team that's five or lower uh, at the time in the playoffs that could give a team run for their money. And I said the Knicks. Mm-hmm. They are gritty defensively. Uh, you know, they're obviously third in their division behind the Brooklyn Nets and the 76ers. Um, but they're allowed, they're actually allowing less points per game than when we talked last time. They were at 105, now they're at 104.7. I think mm-hmm. when you see the pace slow down in the playoffs, that's when the teams that are really defensive mindset oriented come to shine. Uh, yeah. And I, I love Julius Randle. I wouldn't go as far as to say he's better than Chris Bosh. I think that's a little ludicrous. But I think we're really seeing the potential that he's reached that when he was drafted, I think like seventh overall by the Lakers. You know, a lot of times, I think a lot of times we were like, oh, you know, he'll be good. He looks mm-hmm. like he's borderline superstar. Oh, absolutely. He looks like it today. That's for sure. He's already got 20 points of uh, their 71. They're down two right now to the Raptors. Uh, the Knicks are coming in, what, eight in a row, eight and two in their last 10. They are 10 and O across the spread in their last 10 games. A couple of winners, a couple of winners there for me. Thank you very much. The Knicks. Well, I'm uh, taking notes on that right now. Betting God himself. And they're they are seven and three to the over oddly in their last ten. They are twenty six and thirty four to the over on the season. So traditionally they've been cashing unders all year. So right now the Knicks, the way they're playing, you're getting very friendly numbers on the totals. So you can you can cash a few overs every now and again. I have them today at plus one. They're down by two right now. We'll, we'll get right. Don't worry about it. Um, and the over, I have that I have that parlay today. I feel really really good about that bet. Um, I've cashed uh, two covers in their in their last whatever ten or whatever. And it's not the greatest. You know sometimes your eyes are wandering all over the place, you know, basketball, hockey, whatever, even, even sprinkling in some baseball that I know nothing about. Right. So yeah, they've been very profitable and I believe, I, I believe in them right now. I think that they can come out of the first round, especially if they get a, a hobbled team potentially like the Atlanta Hawks. And from there, who knows what can happen with the defense that they can play. Yeah. And we saw what uh, Miami heat did defensively last year and they kind of mm-hmm. shocked their mm-hmm. way to the Eastern conference. Mm-hmm. Finals. But what a joy it is to see the New York Knickerbockers being relevant again and playing great basketball. They, they have a top five defense. Uh, they're finishing games. Derrick Rose, clutch gene, is mightily underrated. The kid you, is sober clutch. He's, he's coming back. Do you guys want to hear a hot take? I'm not saying the Knicks are my pick to come out of the East, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't surprise me if they came out. I, I think like them to go could, to the finals, the Eastern Conference finals, for sure. I think they You're could beat any, I think they can beat anyone in a seven-game series. Minus mm-hmm. minus a healthy Brooklyn Nets, I think they could beat the 76ers in a seven-game series. Not saying they're going to, but I think they're a team that everybody thinks it could be the Bucks, the 76ers, mm-hmm. or the um, Bucks, 76ers, or uh, Nets. Nets mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, I think you could put them in as that fourth team. I actually like their chances over Boston. 
Well, they I are think- the four team. They are the four team right now. So just give it the chalk one through four, right? Okay. Let's say they let's say they take on the Nets in the in the quarterfinals, and the Nets come in hobbled. Why not? I did not know. You're right. They are the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that's a little a little ludicrous. I don't see them getting past those top tier East teams. Sure, right. better I think hope, the, you better I think hope the cream don't. rises to the the crop at the end of the day. You I, better I, not. I you better hope they don't. Otherwise, you'll get a nice little text. Yeah, ludicrous. Yeah, play it over. Uh, Julius Randle. <laughs> I mean, we're we're looking at the most improved player this year. I don't know if that's, that's a constant, but he's he's actually playing so well. You could consider him an All NBA player, and that's to think about uh, even where he was last year, where he was playing really good ball. Um, the fact that he's they're running the offense through him and he's, he's doing so well with his assists. This is their longest mm-hmm. win streak since 2014, um, and Julius Randle had 40, 11, and six. Last game, he's got 20 at halftime today, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, but I, I would say it is a joy to see um, the Big Apples team playing relevant basketball. Uh, it's, it just makes the league better when the New York Knicks are are good. Uh, this is the happiest I, I've seen Stephen A. in years. I'm and I'm hoping for – I don't know what, what the standings are entirely, but I would love to see them versus Milwaukee. I think that would be a dog fight. And, yeah, I would take Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. That's just me personally. But I think that would be a, a grinded-out series. And who knows? Tibbs is, uh, Tibbs is, Tibbs is a, a great defensive coach, and we would love to see what he mm-hmm. does in the playoffs for that. So – Moving from one hot team to the other, and that's the Wizards. They're winners of six in a row, and they're mm-hmm. now in the playoff hunt. They're the 10 seed. They're in that playoff game. Thoughts on them? Russell Westbrook's recent play, uh, uh, Brad Beal's consistency scoring the basketball. Um, shout out Brad. He he did say when the Wizards were the 13th uh, seed over there in the East and just really digging deep. Um, he said, watch, they're going to make a playoffs. And we all kind of giggled mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I said, I believe it could happen. Um, but this is, it's actually coming into fruition. When it, winners of six in a row and shutting down Steph Curry. He had uh, two points at halftime. I was watching that game live. I watched the whole thing. And they came back in the fourth quarter. They won the fourth quarter by 12 points in a game mm-hmm. that I really thought the Warriors just had figured them out and it was over. But Russell Westbrook put his team on his back and, and they won. So like, let's, let's talk about our thoughts of the Wizards right now. Let's go, Eric. Yeah, I mean, the six in a row and especially them gaining momentum, I think it's the right time. I think the biggest thing now is they're winning games they should. And being a Wiz mm-hmm. fan for years, they would have lost that home game to the Thunder. Like, And they were they were playing it pretty close for a while. I look at the, the wins, though. The one that is very impressive is at the Jazz, a place where mm-hmm. they've historically struggled before the Donovan Mitchell injury. But they beat a struggling Kings on the road. They beat Pelicans at home, which they should have. They beat the Pistons at home, which they should have. They beat the Thunder at home, which they should have. They beat the Warriors, which was kind of a head, uh, coin flip game to me. And they beat the Thunder on the road. And they're now playing the Cavs, the Spurs, the Lakers, and the Cavs to finish out the season or to finish out the month. I want to see how mm-hmm. they do with those. Um, those should all pretty much be winnable games. Uh, maybe split one or two with the Cavs, but... Let's see if they can keep it up. I think they're going to go like nine and five or eight and six to finish out this season. So okay. I absolutely have them as a lock as that 10 seed, maybe even a little bit upside to chase into that ninth spot. Um, Cause I do not believe in my Chicago bulls who have a, like pretty much a 0% chance. Uh, the to Raptors make it to the are playoff. tanking, man, even though they're in yeah. the top 10, they're tanking. Yeah. So that was going to be my kind of like my comparison. The Raptors are a team that I feel will be like, you know, four, nine, five and 10 to finish out the year, just based off of their, their opponents. You know, when you look at um, Washington's schedule, uh, Eric, you alluded to it a little bit, Cleveland, San Antonio, you know, the Lakers, you know, you mix some Dallas in there, some Milwaukee, but you know, you're closing out the year with Charlotte, uh, Cleveland, Atlanta, back to back. We'll see if, you know, Trey comes back, if he's going to be healthy in that, in that series, um, you know, Indiana, uh, a couple of times, Cleveland a few times. So I really like their schedule. Like I said, nine, nine and five, eight and six. That'll put them in a very good position. Beyond that, you know, they've got a they got a fighter's uh, swing or a puncher's chance to to maybe win a round or a couple of games in the playoffs. Triple doubles in ten of his last eleven. Russell Westbrook. Uh, he's mm-hmm. seven away from um, Oscar Robinson, and he is the bona fide alpha on his team. Mm-hmm. He, his teammates love to play with him. I just love that he's on my 
like on my team that I can watch him, I can really root for him because you really don't appreciate a Russell Westbrook until he's actually playing. He's in your corner. He's playing on your team. Russell Westbrook leads the league in clutch field goal percentage in the last five minutes. I just want you to let that sit in. Wow. He's been, That's good. He's been crushed with his, mm-hmm. with his clutch play his entire career. Field goal percentage in the last five minutes, that's that's a big-time stat. And even in that that Warriors game, he started the game like 3 of 12. And uh, Mm -hmm. he he did everything it took to put put his team in in the victory lane with his 20 rebounds. He's the greatest rebounding point guard of all time. And I don't know if that's an arguable thing. Magic Johnson's never even averaged double digits. He's got like four of the last five seasons in double-digit rebounds. Yeah, I was blanking on any. No, I was just completely blanking. I couldn't agree, agree more, actually. Yeah, and, and yeah. he doesn't he doesn't necessarily you don't really be like, oh, he's just the greatest rebound. He it, the way mm-hmm. he his he can see where it's coming. And yes, it's athleticism mm-hmm. helps him out. Yes, they were padding his stats a little bit for OKC, like Steven Adams mm-hmm. get out the way, but he goes and gets it. He goes, yeah, Steven Adams, what a great teammate he is. Yeah, you get it, you get it, buddy. 30, 10, and 10. It's all you. Mm-hmm. Um so that that is our take on the Wizards and the Knicks, and uh, let's see if they can keep that going. We're gonna move on uh, to our newest segment of Triple Play Hoops. Last week we dated, uh, debated a little John Morant and De'Aaron Fox, and this week's who you got is Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul, two guys that we've already talked about heavily on this show. And I'm curious to see your opinions because I don't think this one is debated a lot, and it is. This is a toss up here. This is splitting hair. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the guest first, and then we got uh, Doc. You can follow whatever uh, Justin has on this one. Yeah, I think right now where where we're at, you know, where they're at in their careers, I think the home run answer is Russell Westbrook. Uh, but if you want to get a little bit more creative about it, you know, let's say these guys both come in in the same rookie class, you know exactly what you're going to get out of them from their careers. Who would you rather have? And from that aspect, I would probably have Chris Paul. You know, just the way that he, you know, is a floor general distributes the ball like that's his role like you know what he can get you can get out of him in that aspect and then just the scoring is just always there right and with Russell Westbrook like yeah you love all the stats but at the end of the day you know and, and you you mentioned it too like his teammates have a lot of respect for him it's just that I feel like he has also rubbed people the wrong way in some of his previous landing spots and he's always been on the move Chris Paul's been moved around a lot too neither of them have won a championship but you know right now today if you ask me yeah who are you taking one or the other uh, I'd take Westbrook, but from the start of their inception of their careers, you know, if if, if you can have that world, you know, I, I would take Chris Paul. As a Bulls fan, I was begging and pleading for both of them. Begging and pleading. Okay. All right. I wanted probably Chris Paul a little bit more, but do you think I would be picky between it's, the two? Instead, you send two first rounds for Vucevic. Hey, I don't I don't mind that. I don't, I don't I'm, not, I'm not hating on that, all right? Something's got to keep Zach in the building. Some someone's got to keep uh, the, the 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 leash on Levine, right? So, I don't I don't hate that leash move. Leash on Levine. Yeah, like you got to someone's got to keep a keep a hold on him cuz otherwise we're going to lose him who we pretty much gave up Jimmy Butler for, right? So like you got to protect your assets. So I, I didn't ha- I didn't hate that move and I'm not a big advocate like oh you have to stock up on draft picks. Like I'm I'm not that guy. Um go get me the talent. I I was okay with that. But at the same time, I would have had either of them. I thought Paul would have been a great mentor for Colby White. I also wanted Christian Wood. I, Bulls fans, we don't get what we, what we want, though. So, no. What, 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 what's your opinion on on marketing? Since we're on this Bulls subject, he's a he's set to be a restricted free agent. Okay, take, you can take him. You can take him. He should, he should be coming off the bench right now. The way he's playing, in my opinion, great bench I said, player. I said they should have traded him at the deadline because I don't think I see him signing back or them re-signing him, especially with Vucevic uh, in the building. The, no, the, the the move does also give up give some upside for re-signing Laurie uh, to a deal. I, I feel like because then you're relying as as Laurie to, to be that stretch four and not be so reliable in, in the in the paint like they thought he was going to be, which he's not. He's a shooter. And let he's him do that. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Let him take on that role. Let him pick off the corners and grab a you know rebound here or there. You know, dish a few out uh, assists. You know, I think all Bulls fans were like, "Hey, this guy could be our Pau Gasol. Th- th- this could be him." He's not okay. He's he's not brutal in the paint whatsoever. He's not a high end defender. Uh, he he can he can kick rocks as far as I'm concerned right now or come back on a friendly deal. He doesn't blow bl- uh, blow my hair back. What I have. Hey, what is, what's your take on what they've looked like together, uh, Laurie and Vucevic? Do you think they they uh-huh. mesh well? They fit well. It seems like it's a defensive liability. 
Give it time. I mean, we, we, we need to see more. It's, we, we, there is not enough uh, sample size yet to see what the, that tandem is going to bring, what success they can bring to the team. Because uh, realistically, they didn't bring a ton. And then obviously, Levine going out with, I think it was protocol, right? He's out like for two weeks. And that was just like the, you know, the last domino to fall for our season. You know, a, a very high and low season. Uh, Bulls were, you know, some sometimes profitable f- from me, but I would say that I've lost more money betting on them this year than making money. Um, unlike, you know, the Knicks who now have Tom Thibodeau and Derrick Rose, oddly enough. It's pretty, pretty yeah. freaking, wa- pretty freaking wild. Um, so yeah, I, I, I didn't love what I saw, but I, I still believe. I, I feel that that that, that trade is still going to be a win for the Bulls in the long run. And then you say, yeah, you had to see Rondo and uh, Jimmy Butler in the NBA Finals last year. It's just, it's hard to be a Bulls fan right now. Wendell Carter, Wendell Carter looks good there in Orlando too. Like, what is that? I think about? he dropped. I think he dropped like twenty and twelve on us on the on the revenge <laughs> game. I was betting on the Bulls that game. I was on the Bulls to to take home a dub. No, no. Yeah, Not we went one. down. We we went down um, Chicago Bull Lane, but that, no, that was good insight. Mm. Uh, but back to the who you got, Doc. Mm. This is Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, Justin went Russell Westbrook right now, Chris Paul for the career. If you could start. Yeah, and I, I hate to agree because I want to debate, but I, I'm going the same answer. I mean, Russell Westbrook now is just playing on another level, and you can build your team around him probably for the next year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, high usage rate. Chris Paul, there's no way he could be in Russell Westbrook's shoes and play um, and have the success, especially he's had a little bit more of hamstring injuries. But for the career, you have to go Chris Paul, and he's a floor general. You know, he's only had one season where he's averaged three or more turnovers a game. Other than that, he's always been under close to double-digit assists. Russell Westbrook is averaging five turnovers this year, and he has averaged over three every year of his career. So to me, that's kind of what I look for. He's very flashy. He's going to put up stats as well, but you can spread those stats around if you have a balanced lineup. I don't want somebody that's turning the ball over because that might lead to fast break points. It might lead to bad chemistry and, you know, oh man, why didn't you go and get the pass or, you know, the disconnect um, that's Mm -hmm. associated with that. I I don't think of turnovers as just a number stat. I think of it as a negative kind of connotation on your play um, Mm -hmm. because of what's associated with it. So both great players that you'd love to have on your team. Fortunate that Westbrook is on the Wizards. I think that's an upgrade over Wall, even though I'm not happy about Giving up a first round pick, but <clears throat> I thought no, that was such a win of a deal. Look at us, man. We get mm-hmm. we the Wizards ain't title contenders. Like let's just get us into the playoffs. That's all we like. That's all I want as a fan right now. Like maybe if the makeup of the team was different and we could have some championship aspirations. But I love it. I love that he's on a team. Uh, I think you touched on it a little bit, Eric. And this is why I'm going to go with Chris Paul is the efficiency aspect. And even in this season, we're seeing uh, Chris Paul all around the board has a better win share uh, PER he's free throw percentage is 93 compared to Russell Westbrook's 62%. Um, you talked about turnovers. He shoots 44%. Russell Westbrook does. I mean, he gives you everything else, 22, 11 and 11. I mean, he's the greatest rebounding point guard of all time that we've seen, but Chris Paul, he, he shoots a, a 49% from the, from the floor, three pointers. He's sniper at 38. Um, he's, uh, a nine-time all-defensive player. And I think that's kind of where if if I'm choosing a career who's higher and I'm talking about all-time ranking of point guards, I'm going to go with Chris Paul on a slight edge here. Uh, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook does have that MVP season on his belt. Uh, he's he's won the scoring championship twice, assist championship two times. He's a nine-time all-star. Chris Paul is 11, but he's also two years older. Uh, nine-time all-NBA for both of these guys. So it is a little bit of uh, a split in hairs, uh, but I think that Chris Paul's game fits in with more players, and especially mm-hmm. how he he's diversified his game that he can play some off ball, and the, his ability to just shoot the ball offhand uh, shows way, ba- it, way, way better basketball IQ as well. How many times has somebody mm-hmm. been backing him down and he pulls the chair out? He's won the steal. Uh, champion or he has had more average the most steals in the in in the season six mm-hmm. times <laughs> six times um pulls the chair yeah I, I you can't find a like a better iq guy he's in a top 10 with iq of all time and I, it'd be surprised to me it'd be surprising to me if that he wasn't either a head coach or somewhere in management uh going forward mm-hmm. he, he is a basketballer for life and his, his iq is second to none he's a warrior he's had some bad luck in the playoffs but I wouldn't say that like he's like not a, a winner, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's hard to say that with Russell too. I know he gets he gets crapped on a little bit with that. Mm-hmm. And these two guys probably they're going to walk away from their careers. Some of the better players to never win an NBA championship unless they you know stumble up, uh, uh, upon a, a banana boat with LeBron James. But uh, shout out both of these these players with great great NBA mm-hmm. careers. Uh, wait, wait, before we wrap up, can we talk about how there's not enough talk that Russ that Chris Paul is an a hole? Yeah, he's an asshole. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Is uh, it? I think it's, is that the I competitor in him? I mean, I, think it's I mean, talked about. People I don't know. He is Michael, not. Michael I, Jordan I, was an asshole. I mean, it could just yeah. be the, the competition level. It. I he's also just, a good guy, though, right? He is I, an asshole. It, it, it's guy. just. It's just interesting mm-hmm. that people don't bring it up as much as they mm-hmm. should. President of the Players Association. Yeah, and he, mm-hmm. he he started so many fights in the NBA. He's cool though. Like, wouldn't you want to like hang out with Chris Paul? <laughs> I mean, imagine, yeah. imagine if Chris Paul actually landed in Los Angeles. Does he get that ship? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe there's a reason he's an asshole at the end of the day. Who knows? Kobe I mean, who was. Knows? Kobe was it. Kobe. Kobe didn't have stars on his team on, on the on the ride out and into the yeah, sunset. But people, yeah, but people but people talked about that when Kobe was playing. Mm-hmm. Not you know not towards the end of his days, but like I don't think we talk about enough, it enough with Chris Paul. I think it's something that we should bring up more often. Just my opinion. It's it's probably Chris Paul's people really working. You know, they got the State Farm commercials. We got the bowling charity tournaments. You know, they're That's they're working hard back there behind the scenes. You know, making sure this Chris Paul asshole thing doesn't become a real deal. <laughs> Yeah, and um, it, it, it's funny. I was—I don't know if it was all the smoke or where I was watching. Jeannie Buss was talking about how the trade and how that fell through when Chris Paul was supposed to go to the Lakers, and mm-hmm. um, David Stern came in. And it mm-hmm. was—it was surprising. She was surprisingly not as salty as I thought she would be because Burn you pair you, you pair Chris Paul and and Kobe um, towards the end of his career that might have that might've actually put that Laker team into contention. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's a shame things happen for a reason. And, you know, hypothetically it might've been, not have been the, the greatest trade, but the teams agreed to it, David. Mm-hmm. So rest in peace, the great uh, David Stern, but that whole situation is a, is a 30 for 30 coming soon in the next five mm-hmm. years. And uh, you can always play the what if game, but uh, if you, you wouldn't be wrong picking either one of these guys. I think Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. went like four. I think Chris Paul went five. Um, these guys are number one worthy players and, and some of the all-time, all-time great point guards. And I, I, I'm in agreement with all three of you. I think I would take Russell today, but it is a team fit. I wouldn't want Russell mm-hmm. on Phoenix over Chris. I wouldn't want Chris mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. on the Wizards over Russell. So. Mm-hmm. There is a little bit of that because of how polarizing each one of their games are. Exactly. So that wraps up our triple play fantasy segment this week. Um, stay safe as always. Continue to love the game of basketball like we do. That is all we have for you this week. We thank you each and every week for your listens. Please hit the subscribe and like button. That's all we have here from triple play fantasy. Thank you, Justin, our guest. You would, have done a great job and we had good conversation doc as always hardest man working man in our on our team shout out to you and um we can't wait we'll look forward to next week yep appreciate you you having me on guys appreciate it